<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. Uh, this is podcast number 27, and uh, we got another good one for you uh, today. Um, but first, let's get to the panel. Uh, I'm joined here with my boy, Steph. Steph, how you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, um, oh, I got uh, scared a little bit we get, with yesterday's game. We were down 2-0. But somewhat, somehow, I felt pretty good. I felt like, you know what? We're going to come back in the second half, and I have no doubts about it. That's that's the, how confident I am about my team now. Even if yeah. we're down 2-0, I felt like, you know what? No problem. I trust my team. I'm feeling really good, and we did. Yeah, man. Perfect. And Patrick, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good as well, obviously. Um, as Steph mentioned, with the, with the game last night, it, it was looking... Um, like a like an interesting scenario for us had they, had they lost, but you know I, there's there's just a nice um, uh, nice mood in the camp right now and a little bit of confidence in us um, that gave us the win essentially. So um, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the way supporting and playing at the moment. So we'll, we'll undoubtedly get into some of that um, during the podcast. But yeah, very happy with how things are going. Benny. He's muted himself, hasn't he? And uh, so before we get into the games, uh, just a quick note on um, <clears throat> something that touched um, all of us. The uh, fans, the new Victoria FC, Victoria Stubal, um, he recently diagnosed with from the which is, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, all the best to him and, and his uh, present battle, present fight. We hope uh, in the news it's nothing but good good news and uh, that, that he uh, conquers this, uh, this battle of his moving forward. Um, anyways, we're going to start off by from um, this midweek uh, Europa League fixture. Uh, Spartan beating Vorskla 3-0, our first clean sheet, only clean sheet under Kaiser. Um, a, a very heavily ro- rotated team. Uh, none, any pro- uh, products coming in afterwards affected the performance at all. Anyways, let me go through the through the, through the 11. It was Roman Salan in net. We had Marc Chacuin, uh, André Pintu, Sebastian Cuates, and Vistoski in defense. We had a midfield of Perrige and Bruno Fernandes with uh, Jovan Cabral, Montero, and Manet. Uh, and then substitutions of Bruno Page, Pedro Marx, and Terry Correa. Um, Steph, I'll start with you. Go into as much detail as you want. Myself, because it was pretty straightforward. But, uh, yeah, what did you think of the game? I mean, um, I did actually watch the game. I was, uh, I was away from home. I was in the custom school. And um, luckily, they, they let us go early. So I was, I think, the first one out the door. I, I speed up to my car in the parking lot and then just drove like a maniac all the way to, uh, to the hotel. And then I was able to ho- hook it up, uh, the game, from uh, my computer to the, the hotel TV. And then I was watching the game. Um, the game was actually um, a pretty good game. Uh, we had uh, a lot of changes. 
but you know, I looked at the lineup and I said, uh, well, the team looks really great, actually. You know, I, I'm like, Salah, I trust him. Andre Pinto, he's proven he's pretty good. Acuna, Quartz, and Stefan Ravitovsky came back. That's, that's even better. Um, then Bruno Fernandes, uh, always very needed midfield to, uh, uh, to move the ball around. Petrovic, I'm okay with him at playing the six, the six position at Rinko. And then Miguel Luis, a very pleasant surprise. So um, we started pretty good. We, we most definitely with the 4-3-3 uh, three, three, uh, tactic that uh, um, Kaza implemented, our team is very dominant. When we have the ball, we control, we're in full control of the pitch. And um, it's, it's just showing that the, the players like it, love the new system that our coach uh, has brought to, uh, to Alvalad. And us fans, we also love it. You can see happiness. You can see smiles on their faces. You can see a more uh, beautiful football, uh, more offensive football. And, um, and that's why I, I've always wanted uh, from Sporting. I never liked the way Pizzetto played. Uh, I mean, uh, each coach has their preferences um, of tactics, and Pizzetto was more defensive. He liked to score one goal and drop the lines and play de defensively. Our coach, not quite. Uh, Kaiser, like he said, he'd rather uh, win by 3-2 than one nothing, And that speaks volumes. Um, because if 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 we lose, I hope we never lose ever again. But someday it's going to happen. Later than uh, the the later the better, of course. Uh, but um, I want to I want to lose with uh, our team playing well and scoring a lot of goals and so on. Uh, but I really doubt that uh, it's going to take us a while to lose a game uh, because the way we're playing, full of confidence and so on. Um, we, we're going to be just in very good shape. Montero in this game, I'll talk about a few players, was a, a phenomenal player. Uh, he got hurt. I don't like that. Uh, they said maybe he'll stop for a month. His uh, left left ankle, no, his right ankle, I believe. Um, besides that, Miguel Luis, what an awesome, awesome uh, young player. I mean, he's only 19. Have you guys realized that? He's only, yeah, no. he's only 19 yeah. years old. And he, he plays like he's he's been playing with the A-team forever. So, you know, Carlos Manet, you can tell he lacks of confidence, but to regain the confidence, he needs to play. So, Kazri knows what he's doing. He gave him the the the, 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 start, the, the starting job and um, you play for 90 minutes and that's the only way he will regain his confidence but you could see he likes a bit certain plays from uh, miguel luis uh from brun brun pass when he came in in the second half they gave him some phenomenal passes and you know he, he just couldn't get to the ball and you know it shows that he's afraid of getting hurt again perhaps because his last injury was a long one, and I think he needs to regain the confidence of, you know what, let me play the way, the way he used to play. I'm not going to get hurt and forget about that. Uh, pleasant surprise with Peter Marx. Um, he's also very young, 19 or 20. I think he's 20, about to be 21. So, you know, Peter Marx will take him. You know, he could see 
he was very anxious uh, and um, and that that kind of hurt him a little bit because he could have scored in this game, but he didn't. But, you know, he played a few minutes, so now he knows the feeling of playing at that international level, which is very important for these uh, for these uh, young players. And Bruno Paz, I mean, amazing. Uh, I'm not going to say that he gave me like a, a few visions of how how uh, uh, Williams Carvalho used to play when he was in our team, but you know I liked it. I, I very much liked it, and he could be be our next uh, William Carvalho. Um, certainly, uh, I would rather see him than than um, Petrovic or Brun Cesar. Nothing against him, Danny. Don't jump on me yet. Uh, but um, <laughs> we'll talk about more in, in a bit. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to wrap it up. And then the last but not least, I'm not going to talk about Acuna. We know how phenomenal he is and the stability he brings to the left wing. We saw that yesterday. <laughs> Without Acuna, only shit. I mean, I almost broke my phone. Um, but um, Thierry Correa, another great left back, uh, right back. So, right back, yeah. yeah, the right back. The only bad thing is he's got Vitoski and you get spot. And uh, they're both mm -hmm. playing so-so. Uh, but all it takes is one of them to get hurt. And there he is. Now it's his spot. So, and that's all I got to say. It was a phenomenal phenomenal game. I love the fact that we finished with one, two, three, four, five, six Six players from the academy. We finished with Thierry Correa, Miguel Luis, Carlos Manet, Pedro Marques, Jovan Cabral, mm -hmm. and Bruno Paz. Six. Six. So again, for the winter market, should we buy a couple players? Yes, but just a couple. Just a couple. We don't have to spend a lot yeah. of money because we have the solutions and we still have the Miral, we still have Chico Geraldo, we still have Matheus Pereira. So we, we have a lot of solutions. Let's not waste money that, that uh, we don't have, actually. And that's all I got to say about this yeah. game. Phenomenal game. I loved it. Uh, Patrick, uh, how about your thoughts of the game? Yeah, it was a good performance. And as you say, uh, sometimes when you, when you come into a cup game and you bring in a lot of players that are on the fringes or just um, not in the first team plans and you mesh them together, uh, we saw with Pizzola, even with his strongest sides, um, sometimes the, the end result isn't great and the, the team chemistry uh, just isn't up to the standards that we usually see. But I thought we, I thought uh, the team connected quite well um, with that in mind. Um, and it showed in the result. You know, we, we blitzed it in the first half with um, three first-half goals. Uh, of course, there were some uh, starters in there um, anyway, like Cunha and from then, Freddie Montero was starting not too long ago as well. Um, but yeah, it was very pleasing to see uh, lots of fringe players and uh, youngsters come into the team and, and show that you know they've got the quality as well um, under this 4-3-3 uh, regime to contribute. Um, and, and I was particularly pleased to see what Miguel Luis uh, was able to do from the middle of the park. And uh, once again, uh, just on Sunday last night, I uh, thought he did very well. Um, so if you com combine the two performances, I think he's, to me, he's a player who stood out. If you combine the two performances that uh, Miguel Luis put up, I think he 
he's a very interesting candidate uh, to replace uh, Vendor in that box-to-box role. Um, so, yeah, look, I think we can only take positives from a free victory against Vorskola, um having chopped and changed uh, so much. Um, so, yeah, everything's just uh, nice and rosy at the moment at Sporting and um, it's nice. It's nice to be in this uh, sort of position. Hopefully, um, we can go on and uh, do very well um, in this tournament. We've got, obviously, a tricky draw against Villarreal. Um, but, you know, uh, looking at the way we're playing at the moment, and I know February is a long time away, I, I'm quietly confident as to what levels we can reach by the time we get to February. Yeah, exactly. And if, if we even get the right, the right enforcement, uh, the right signings, uh, in January, we can definitely uh, we can definitely do some damage. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm also quietly confident. Um, yeah, I agree with both of you. Really, there's nothing much more for me to say. I thoroughly enjoyed the the, I guess total domination. I, I really going through the highlights. There was barely any chance that uh, Vorskla had. They really only had one one chance, and it went super over the bar. So uh, you know, and, and for us to rotate the team this much, and and for it to still pan out this well. Uh, Positive signs and um, like Steph said, an, an honorable mention to to Montero who who worked his socks off and um, showed us his quality. And it's a shame that he's gone for a month. Um, but um, I mean, the silver lining is Pedro Marques didn't look that bad either. He was maybe a bit offside a few to- a few too many times for my liking. But um, you know that that gets corrected with age and experience. And uh, but anyways, uh, let's go on to. I, I wrote down a list of a few names. Um, of, of players, I think that uh, for the most part, the fan base and uh, possibly even us um, are undecided or, 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 um, or, or, you know, haven't really seen much of them, but uh, might have our own opinions on them. Um, first, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, uh, as Steph mentioned, you know, he's, he just back from a long-term injury. I agree with Steph, he is. It seems like he's playing scared, like he doesn't want to get hurt again. Um, do you think we should keep him? Do you think we should replace him, loan him out, maybe to a smaller team for him to gain that confidence back? Do you think all is done? And do you think that really he he has the qualities to, to improve the team, whether that's a starting role, which I think for now it's unlikely, or coming off the bench he has, still has a role to play? Uh, Steph, I'll, I'll throw it off to you. Thoughts on Carlos Manet? That's, that, that's a very good point. Um... Because we, we, I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't even know what to say because I like Carlos Manet. And now your question is a tough one for me. Uh, when you like a player, you have the tendency to say, yes, let's keep him. Let's give him another chance. Uh, but it, but let's put it this way. His window is getting smaller and smaller. Because yeah. you, can, you can't, I can't expect me as a Carlos Manet fan of course, sou sportinguista, é óbvio, senão não estava aqui a falar. Uh, I, I can't expect Carmanet to, to block Giovanni, for example. Giovanni now, his, his potential is, is uh, tremendous. Uh, or Rafinha. So, so I think he's going to have to wait his chance. But I think Sporting should let him go if he wants to go in January. If, if uh, when the window opens and then if they say, if he says, hey, I would like to play more minutes and I want to go back to, for example, Germany or where he came from, then we should let him go. 
Yeah, and, and that's my take on Manette. Um, I think me personally, I think he should be playing in the we don't have a B team anymore. That's what that's what sucks about not having a B team because he's over twenty three. Uh, but we should lo- loan him out and or sell him. But he's not going to regain his confidence and form if he, he's not playing. It's, practicing is not the same yeah. as playing. And you know that's that, that's all I, I got to say. But I don't want him to to mess up the the. Um, Evolution of Giovanni Cabral and and Mateus Pereira. If if he does come back in um, in January and Rafinha, um, Diaby is he's, he's playing pretty well too. So yeah. cut cut him loose, cut him loose. Yeah, fair enough. And um, Patrick, my next player to you is is Petrovic. Um, I've kind of grown to like him a bit more and more throughout this season. Uh, I know you've been singing some of his praises as well. Um, what, do you, what do you think of Petrovic, though? Do you think we should maybe still replace him or for at least the time being in this season, um, maintain him within the squad and, and stuff like that? No, I do believe um, we probably... Um, we should definitely um, invest in a defensive midfielder um, in January. Um, and obviously, uh, I think that would uh, shift a guy like uh, Petrovic out because then you've also got Bataglia who's a different type of defensive midfielder to what we need but um, you know I think two defensive midfielders should be enough uh, to cover you uh, uh, for the season uh, so in terms of long-term planning um, I reckon it makes sense that you know you cut a guy like Petrovic because I'm not sure he's although he is a decent like a decent player like you get you get what sort of player he is um, I think sporting uh, perhaps with him have to bite the bullet and just realise that you know he's a he's just not a sporting defensive midfielder. He's not the defensive midfielder that I think sporting uh, really needs. He might do a good job for a lesser team, someone like uh, you know Kiwav or Guimarães, uh, teams like that and downwards. Um, but for sporting, I think he's lacking, and for the but a uh, salary that he's reported to be on, you know, and I think uh, that Steph said just a minute ago that uh, Sporting are a club that uh, need to sell and, uh, and just like every other club in, in Portugal. So um, I think it'd be helpful to, to begin trimming there. Um, he's, he's shown positive signs, but I still think he's um, not close to being good enough for what Sporting uh, require. Uh, so, yeah, easy decision for me. I would certainly uh, be looking to move him on. Fair enough. Um, I kind of I, – I also agree with you there. Um, another name I, I, I put down – I think we'll all agree that he's he's better to come off the bench. Uh, he's not really a starter. But uh, I wrote down André Pink because I, I, I see a bit of criticism towards André Pink. Um, but uh, he played well against Vorskla, I think – um, against Guimarães or even against Riwav and Guimarães will have a time a run out because uh, Coates, if I'm not mistaken, has uh, got a uh, an accumulation of yellows, uh, so he won't be playing against Guimarães. And then, of course, for Riwav, that's Portugal. I'm assuming Kaiser's going to rotate a bit more. But um, Steph, I'll, I'll give this one quickly to you. Um, Andre Pinto, do you think he he he's still? Do you think we maybe some Spartan issues have been a little too harsh on him? Or yes, uh, most definitely. Uh, I have no doubts about that because um, 
Sportingistas, and I guess it's the same thing in every club. It's not only Sportingistas. We, in general, uh, I'm a Sportingista, and that's the the what I follow the most. Uh, you've known me for quite a while now, and you know I follow soccer, football, the ladies, handball, hockey, patins. I follow everything. But if you talk to you to your friends in in Canada, like I talk to my friends here in the United States when they speak about the NBA or the NFL or the MLB, baseball, everyone um, kind of um, agrees on, on one thing. We barely attack our uh, stars, the ones we like. You barely hear someone say something bad about LeBron James, for example, because he's the star of the team. And us Sportingistas, we quite uh, the same. Uh, so we, we we tend to look for an escape code. So it's easy to criticize, and sometimes the criticism is well-deserved. Like yesterday, Jeff uh, Jefferson deserved the criticism. But sometimes, uh, like André Pint, it's easy to criticize him. And why am I saying that? Because I've seen Kowats make huge mistakes. I've seen Mathieu make huge mistakes. And we kind of zip it. We kind of allow it. We kind of don't say much. But when it's a Pinto, we all of a sudden expect perfection from him. And, you know, I like him. I think he, he's, uh, like we say in the Portuguese, Giria uh, um, uh, Certinho. He's, he's not that amazing um, center back, but he doesn't complicate things. He's, he's a good, good backup. And that's what he is, a backup. And he has accepted that role. So, yes, Danny, I totally agree with you that us Portuguese's were too harsh on him. Yeah. Um, and now, now I'm going to get into the four academy players um, that, that played. And, and I want to ask you guys your opinions on them. Um, obviously, of the Vorsla game. Uh, but for some of them, like Thierry Correa and, and Miguel Luiz, uh, we've seen a few of their their performances, but uh, Patrick, in terms of Teddy Correa, uh, this Forskla game, and as well as the last, uh, I think against Carabag, he also had a little cameo as well. What do you make of the young uh, the young right back? Uh, well, I like that he's versatile. That he's got he's got the all the right attributes um, to be quite successful at fullback at, at the highest level, um, highest level just being top flight football. Um, so yeah, he's some someone that sporting um, could essentially uh, l look to um, you know, uh, make a, a a pathway for him to come into the side, um, especially knowing that sporting aren't the strongest at fullback at the moment. Um, but you know, it, in, at the same time, it is still very early um, to be making those sorts of predictions whether he he, he will or, or won't. Um, Surrounding the player, 
Uh, I see it increasing and um, increasing to the point where we could potentially start considering, you know, maybe moving uh, a Rostovsky out of the way or a Bruno Gaspar out of the way to see how he challenges um, as the backup uh, right back. I think he's beginning to knock on on those, on that sort of level uh, for Sporting, which is good for him and and, and what and what you'd expect from a a club that you know, promotes youth and is very proud about um, its traditions, like Sporting is. Um, Steph, my, the, 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 is, is Peter Max. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first senior game. I'm pretty sure it's not, or it, it is his first senior game. He got caught off. Uh, he got off at a far on one or two of the. Hello. Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Já estou a ouvir. Hello. You keep on muting yourself. Patrick? Yep. Okay, I think we lost uh, Danny. No. He didn't pay his uh, internet bill. Yeah. So, let me see something. Let me ask... Uh, So he was asking about the Pedro Marx. I don't know if he's still live or not, so let me ask these guys on the on the chat. You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're still live. Okay, thank you, Ugu. Ugu just answered back. Um, so basically uh, about Pedro Barbosa, uh, he's a he's a young player and um you could see that uh he basically was a bit nervous, um, and um, which is expected. Um, he, he replaced Montero at minute sixty-eight when uh, when uh, Montero came out hurt, and hopefully it's not a a, um, a really really severe injury. I hope not. Uh, but when he came in, I don't think he was expecting it. 
Uh, so when when he when he when he came in, he was very very excited, and um, I was excited too to see to see such a young player being able to to come in and uh, and and play for his uh, for for his club, which he's been doing all his life since since he's been a uh, a uh, iniciado. I mean, he started for, at Sporting since he was a little boy. Uh, so he knows what it takes to be champion of uh, of uh, Sporting Clube Portugal because he's been uh, a champion of Sporting Clube Portugal in the youth uh, academy. Uh, so, but I was not expecting him to go into the game and score a hat trick. That's not what I was expecting from him. I was attentively watching him to see his movement, to see if he understood the tactic given by Kaiser. And he did, but he was a tiny bit anxious because he was always offside. He was trying to anticipate the defense, but, you know, he's only 19 or I believe 20. And, and the defense, it's, it was an experienced defense. So they would throw him off all the time because a couple of times he couldn't score it. Um, and then he was one-on-one -on -one against the goalie, and then the goalie got the best out of him. Um, but I'm I'm expecting great things from this young player. But we have to be patient. That's all. Uh, we, we can we can expect every single player at, na at 19 years old player to be as mature as Miguel Luis, which because he is very mature. Uh, or Brun Paz, his composure throughout the game showed me that uh, he's ready to play in the A, a squad. He's got that level of maturity, even though he's only 19. So, um, so that's what I gotta say about Pedro Marques. Um, he's a great. I'm, I've known, I've followed him in the, in, the, in the youth league when he he, he was on the on the juniors, juvenis, iniciados, and he he's playing now the under 23, and he's a very good player. But it requires patience. He's gonna be similar to Elder Stiga. For example, uh, he's got the same kind of demeanor and move and movements, and and I think that's the way he's gonna be. Hey, Danny, are you back, Danny? Danny. Hello, hello, hello. Can you guys finally hear me? Yeah, man. this, I just went into the fucking matrix of this internet. I'm so sorry for that, guys. Uh, no, that's cool, man. I mean, you, if you want a donation, we can ask our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I think fucking Justin Trudeau, our, our prime minister here in Canada, is a fucking lumpy young or something, bro. I don't know what the hell just happened. <laughs> I mean, Hugo saved the day because I was like, can somebody hear me? And then Hugo said, yeah, we could hear you, bro. Perfect, perfect. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. And guys. then uh, the, the real, uh, uh, the real Al Alpha Karansky. He's yeah. like, epa, parece o version of Podemos o Zé. I just see that now. <laughs> Instead of Podemos o Zé, Podemos o Daniel. Fuck. Okay. So I'm, I'm done with Pedro, uh, Pedro Marx. so uh, that, that's why you left Pedro Marx, perfect. I was going to ask uh, Patrick what he thought about Bruno Page next, really. So, Patrick, take that away, bro. Um, yeah, he's another player. He's obviously... Um... He seems to have a uh, uh, well-rounded, um, well, very well-rounded attributes that can possibly play um, in one or two positions um, in the future. So he's, he's an interesting player for 
supported to have and, and one player who I think Kaiser can uh, utilise in a number of ways, um, which is always good. It's always good when you're a young player to, to, to be versatile. Um, I think he demonstrated um, his capabilities well um, against Vorskla. Um, and he, yeah, he's yeah, another player uh, one of those players that obviously you, you, you hear uh, so much of um, outside of the first team, and uh, you know he's obviously someone with great potential. And I think he follows uh, the likes of Miguel Luis and and um, and uh, Thierry Correa uh, quite nicely in, in uh, potentially breaking into the first team. He's another one of those that we we still have to give time, and one of those players that probably. Perhaps has to wait for the right time or opportunity to break into the team, um, but he he certainly won again. Who uh, sporting and sporting fans and just uh, football fans in general should keep tabs on as uh, an interesting player who one day could um, you know really solidify his position um, in the first team. Um, hopefully for for him it works out because he he did uh, look quite impressive. I think we've lost Danny again, haven't we? No, am I? Do you not hear me? Am I good? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Scared me, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I agree. And uh, honestly, well, well, I'm just going to transition now to Miguel Luis, but um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. That that little cameo of maybe it was half an hour, I can't even remember the exact time now, of, of Bruno Page entering um, really impressed me. He, he's been impressing me in the B team. Um, but uh, that little cameo really impressed me. And um, Steph, I'll, I'll throw this to you, and I'll even throw it to Patrick after. Um, you think Bruno Pash can maybe be better than Miguel Luis, or or have you really been liking Miguel Luis? Get into uh, get into our young starlet there. Uh, they, they both play. They, well, the good thing about Miguel Luis, so so I don't know how how in depth you know. His, his type of uh, qualities, he can play mm-hmm. any position in the midfield. Yeah. So uh, uh, you could say Enzo polyvalent. And with that said, um, him and Brun Pass, they have a great chemistry because they've been playing together for such a long time. So I think Kaiser um, already saw that. He, he, he saw that they, the, the chemistry between those two players is phenomenal. So I wouldn't even uh, flirt with the idea of separating them when when the time is is due and perfect to do so. Uh, try them again together, because they they uh, they were playing really well together, and that goes without saying that uh, uh, Miguel Luis with Bruno Fernandes, the chemistry was also awesome. Both of them playing together, it's t- touch and go, touch and go. It was like wow, it's like they've been playing. For a long, long time, but Brun Paz and Miguel Luis, they have the greatest chemistry, and and they, it's like they they talking to each other via telepathy, and that's what I saw when I watch a soccer game. I'm just not watching it for the sake of it. I, I'm seeing how they they talk to each other just by looking at each other, and how they pass the ball to each other, and and those five five players that. Uh, Six players actually, they 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 grew up together. Maybe at different years, but they met at, at different times and they played together at different times. 
uh, Giovanni is a year ahead, but uh, uh, we we only have to gain by by having a coach that believe in youth and will implement them into the A squad little by little and throws them a bone and says, "Hey, I'm gonna let you start this game um, like the 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 last game in the Liga Europa," and they responded quite well. They said, "Hey, I'm here." And here we go. Here we go. I'm going to prove it to you why I deserve to be in the A, the A squad. Uh, because these players, they want to play at Sporting Portugal in the A squad. They don't want to be loaned out. When you get loaned out to different teams, it's a good thing sometimes. But then it's like, when is it going to stop me being loaned out? Because you have players that are still being loaned and loaned and loaned. It's got to be really exhausting. So that's it. Yeah, for sure. And um, anyways, I think this we can transition now on to um, uh, the, the Europa League draw that, that took place today. Um, we got placed with uh, Villarreal. Um, just some quick quick notes on, on Villarreal. Uh, currently not in the best of league form. Um, they're currently in 17th, tied with uh, Atletico Bilbao, who is in the relegation zone, uh, with 15 points. Um, so league-wise, they're not doing that great. However, in the Europa League, uh, they finished the group undefeated. Uh, they tied against Rangers. They uh, they beat Spartak Mos uh, Moscow at home, tied 3-3 away at, in Russia. Uh, they beat Rapid Vienna. It was 5-0 uh, in the third fixture and then drew with them again. Uh, in a re really tough group, uh, they finished uh, with 10 points. I believe they were tied with, uh, yeah, it was Rapid Vienna also with 10 points. And then they also, like I mentioned, Ren Rangers and Spartak Moscow. Um, they have decent players still. Uh, they have Sergio Asensio in net. They have um, Funes Mori, uh, who used to play for Everton. Uh, of course, we, we're all aware of Layun uh, of Porto, who, who also plays there. Uh, Mario Gaspar, the, the right back, plays there. Um, trying to go, they have Santi Cazorla, who, albeit has passed his, his best years, is still a, still a decent and, and good player. They have uh, they have Carlos Baca, who's always a dangerous, uh, a dangerous veteran Colombian striker. They have uh, Sanson, who uh, Sporting, funny enough, are linked with during the summer, uh, an Italian winger. Um, their form hasn't been the greatest, but um, they're definitely a team that could cause us some trouble. And uh, of course, it's always tough to uh, to face a Spanish team. Uh, Patrick, what are your what are your quick thoughts on 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 Villarreal? Well, uh, firstly, um, I think it's, it's the easy thing to say that uh, we certainly could have got a, a much lighter draw than, than what we have done. I think Villarreal are a team um, who who are to be respected. They've got very good players, as you said. Um, they're a very technical team with the likes of you know, Pizzola, Manu Trigueros, uh, Bruno Soriano is very good. Uh, Pablo Fornals has been linked with uh, many Premier League clubs. Uh, recently as well, so you know it's a dangerous uh, team to come up against in, um, at, at this stage. And of course, um, you know, come February, February is a long way away from here. There's lots of games to be played between now and then, um, and so there's plenty of time for Villarreal to to really pick up form and and uh, show themselves as a different proposition uh, up against us. I think it'll be a very difficult game. Um, uh, for sporting, but uh, you know, certainly um, Villarreal will be thinking the same thing about us. They're scoring plenty of goals at the moment, 
Uh, we look very good. We look very sharp. Let's see in what shape uh, we find ourselves in come February when we do meet. Um, but, you know, I think it's a very evenly... Um, it's a good matchup. It's a, it's a very interesting um, a draw for, for both sides. And we'll, 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 we'll just got to wait and see uh, how it all unfolds in the day. Um, but, you know, I, I'm finding it difficult to call between the two sides because there are uh, two teams that um, obviously have very good players and um, you typically find towards uh, the latter stages. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And and like you said, it is favor more favorable than some of the teams you could have drawn, like um, Inter, like Napoli, um, like Chelsea. Um, yeah, of course, but it could have been easier as well, couldn't it? Exactly. Those things. And Spanish teams traditionally do uh, very well in the Europa League. Exactly. Um, so. Personally, yeah, I think La Liga is probably... Um, I know everybody uh, talks more about the Premier League, but I, I, I think at least La Liga is the, is the best league around. Um, so their league form isn't necessarily in, indicative of, of exactly the damage they can do, in my opinion. Uh, Steph, anything you'd like to add on, on what me and Patrick just said? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to mention a couple things. But really, uh, also, I would like to bring up the, because uh, uh, some of our followers uh, brought it up in, uh, in the chat, um, the goalie situation. So we got to touch on that really fast after, after this topic. Um, I, I'm talking about our goalie, of course. Um, but Villarreal is, is a team to take into account. This is this is a very expensive, uh, uh, experienced team. They have some uh, some phenomenal players. They have uh, three uh, international Argentine players. They have a, a Samuel Zukuzi from Nigeria. Uh, they have uh, Nicolas Sanson which I think he was uh, associated to Sporting on one point in the summertime, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so they have Danielle Bonera. Uh, they have uh, from uh, Cameroon called Toko Ikambi. So this is uh, – I know they're not doing well in the uh, Spanish League, but they, in the Europa League, they, don't, they haven't lost a game. So – uh, we we have to be be very careful with that such a mature experienced team. Um, I think we I think we could do well against them, but we have to get, have a perfect game at home. So when we go to Spain, then we can relax and uh, and just get get a good result in Spain. And with that said, that's all I have to say. And also, I don't think we spoke about the national game anymore, right? No, not yet. That was that was. Uh, I was just about to head to it next. Okay. Uh, I know we we kind of rambled on a bit, and then me losing the connection kind of uh, messed up the timing a bit. But um, <laughs> anyways, quickly, do you want to do you want to touch on on the goalkeeping situation really quick before we jump on to this final? Or yeah, I'll I'll touch on it really quickly. Um, because it's actually one of the topics uh, I like the most because yeah. um, uh, lately I agree. I think we should give Maxi a chance. Uh, Nos Maxi. He's been at Sporting forever. He's been champion of the youth leagues, uh, Campion Nacional, juniors, if I'm not mistaken. I could Google it, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, Juvenis. I know he's been a couple times Campion Nacional uh, for Sporting uh, in the youth leagues. Mm-hmm. Rui Patrice started when he was 19 or 18 with the Paul Vento, when we, we always stayed in the second place forever. Uh, so 
why not give a chance to Maxi? Give him a chance. If if Vivian is not going to stay, then give him a chance. Yeah, and I don't think that much many of us. I don't think any uh, any of us here are all that convinced from Rene. And I know we we sort of defended him a bit and and, and said we've maybe been a bit too harsh or critical on him. But uh, with that being said, I don't think moving forward Rene is uh, sporting quality per se. Um, so why? Yeah, I agree. Why not take a chance on Luis uh, Maxi uh, on Luis Max Maximiano and. Um, and and yeah, especially I'm I'm interested to see how we attack maybe Tasa de Liga and and even this Tasa Portugal game though I think Salem might might get a start. Um, I don't know. I I, I think um, since yeah, like like you said, since Viviano is probably not going to play or stay, I think we should definitely at least for the cup games give Luis a a, a run out. So yeah, I'm I I'm think, with you this stuff. Yeah, I think uh, the next game for uh, Tasa de Liga, if I'm not mistaken, it's Feirense. It's Feirense on Thursday, uh, a week from this Thursday coming up. Correct, yeah. Co correct. So, so give, give him that game at least, you know, see see how he got. Feirense is a good team at the yeah. Milch Street Taveiro. It's the, uh, so I would give it to him. I'm excited to see this 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 uh, young player play, you know. I mean, René is okay, but I don't think he's good enough for Sporting. Uh, Salah is a good backup, so make Maxi your priority. Make yeah. unless he's not ready, and they know it, and he agrees. You know, at practice they talk to him and to each other, and then still pronto, hold on, let don't rush me. Then I I get it. But if that's not the case, take a risk. Take a risk. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And just my my last point on the last point on Maxi before we move on to national. Um, uh, the last under twenty three game I seen was uh, our draw with Benfica, and and um, though I I still think we kind of played better than Benfica. If it, if it wasn't for Luis Maxinet, we could have potentially lost that game. Uh, he made at least a, a, a two memorable saves I can still think of today. So um, yeah, definitely potentials there, and the kid has talent. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd roll the dice on him too, Steph. I, I agree with you. And 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 just really really quickly about the league Europa uh, uh, drawings for sure. Yeah. We could have gotten Salzburg of uh, Austria, okay. which is a good team. Yep. They they went to the final last year. Uh, or semi-final. Yeah, semi-final. Semi. Semi. Yeah. Semi. Yeah. Internacional de Milan, Inter Milan. We could have gotten Leverkusen from Germany, which I, I think we would have done well with them. Or Napoli. Tough, tough team still, though. Like, yeah. yeah. Or Chelsea. Chelsea or Valencia. Yeah. So, yeah. Or Sevilla. Or Zenit. So, we could yeah. have gotten... the. the some really good team, so you know, I don't think it was a bad draw. Anyway, go on. No, yeah, agreed, agreed. Anyways, um, we'll go on to the game for that happened that took place yesterday. Uh, Sporting five, Nacional two. Um, closer and a more stressful game than the, than the scoreline uh, dictates. Uh, quickly, I'll go through our eleven. It was Renan Ribeiro and Net. Uh, Jefferson started ahead of uh, red carded Mark Shaquinha. Um, Jeremy Mathieu, Sebastian Coates, and Bruno Gaspar uh, completed that defense. Uh, we had Gudeli, Bruno Fernandes, and Bruno Cesar starting in midfield with Bazdos, Nani, and Diaby. Uh, Patrick, uh, quick thoughts on the game, man. What did you think? Um, well, firstly, a very surprised. I was very surprised um, to see Nacional um, come out and, and play the way they did. They were a bit more expansive than uh, what we will typically see from a smaller club 
admittedly, I haven't seen FC Nile play too much this season um, to, to know what they're really like. Um, but I was I was surprised to see that, and there were elements in what Sporting Luzavs was doing in terms of countering um, that seemed to indicate a trend, perhaps that a few more teams are going to come up against Sporting um, and try to be a bit more adventurous, um, especially in the way that they press and whatnot, because um, you know they know that Sporting, despite doing very well at the moment and the results are on their side, they are side that are still learning. Um, to play a specific way, which is the Kaiser way. Um, and I think a lot of teams right now are going to really test um, sporting um, and their confidence with their system because once they re- win the ball, I think one of our weaknesses has been our transition from attack to defence. Um, and Nessinal really bothered us uh, in the early stages um, of our game last night. Um, so much so that they found themselves um, 2-0 up. Um, of, uh, our wing-backs um, have been one of our weaknesses as well. Um, and they exploited that very well, particularly on Jefferson's side. Um, and, um, and yeah, it, it looks like it would be a very tricky game um, in, in those opening 30 minutes. Um, but thankfully, I think um, the midfield um, started to help a bit more and in, in kick into gear. We saw Bruno Fernandes um, particularly um, start to dictate the game a little bit more, get more involved in the construction. And from then onwards, um, obviously, perhaps a few national players may have been thinking about settling down a little bit. Um, but I think from then on, uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, leading uh, the team, putting started to knock the ball a bit. Um, and reassert their dominance as they should. Um, and, you know, we set, we set slowly started to turn uh, the screw. We got the penalty uh, uh, that Dost scored. Uh, and then in the second half, um, you know, the goals, once once the, the, the equaliser came in, you know, the rest followed and, and they all smashed through the door. Um, so, you know, it, it was sort of a, um, a tale of two halves. Um, and um, it's certainly nice to start disappointed, but uh, to end up delighted. And that's how I felt at the end. I thought it was a very good response uh, from Sporting. It was a difficult challenge uh, to be 2-0 down, especially against a side like Nacional, who, you know, they're down there. So uh, they would have been desperate for the points. Um, and they were just beginning to uh, shut the door on us. Um, we we really hit all the right notes in terms of the comeback, and um, you know another victory like that is going to do us a world of good in terms of confidence. Still lots to work out in terms of how we how we uh, recover uh, defensively. A few players in there like Quartas, um, I think, uh, are still some way away from their best form. Um, uh, we still need to work out on the spacing. Um, how, how we press teams uh, to win the ball back. I think there's the gap between the defence and midfield is too big and lots of teams um, uh, might might be wanting to exploit that against us. Um, but all in all, we're doing very well. Um, and, uh, you know, sixth uh, win for Kaiser now, 25 goals. Um, that's, that's a fantastic record and, and something to be pleased with. We saw some very nice football yesterday again. Um, so yeah, all in all, I'm very happy. Yeah, 
agreed. And uh, Steph, quickly to you as well, quick thoughts. Um, like, like Patrick just mentioned, that's 25 goals, six conceded in six games, whereas Pizzetto had 24 goals, and I, I actually don't know how many conceded in, in 14. So uh, we're, we're definitely shining offensively. Um, but without getting into too much detail on some of the, some of the plays, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the Nacional Sporting game? Well, great game, great coaching, and a great victory. Hey, Danny. Exactly. Sorry, I was in mute and uh, I clicked, clicked away real quick. Perfect. Let me get into the. Um, I'm only some kidding. Of the... I'm only oh. kidding, bro. You said, right, really, you, said, you said really quick, so I did it really quick. Hey, bro. That was perfect to me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> if you have anything more to say, though, go ahead, bro. No, man. I, I won't take much longer. Maybe a minute or so. I, the, the game at What's the good? beginning. Uh, um, National came came in strong, and uh, you could tell that Costinha he did his homework, and um, and basically um, when we did, when we least expected, we're down to nil. The goal that was cancelled uh, from Basdos at minute eighteen. You guys do know what happened, am I right? Yeah. Okay, what happened? In minute eighteen, that was the offside goal, correct? Okay, but do you know what happened? Do you know how the decision was made? I, I didn't watch the first half, so I missed that part. Okay, okay. Patrick, do you know what happened? Um, well, uh, we only got, I was watching the TV, we only got to see that one replay from uh, Sporting TV, which was obviously not, not adequate yeah. to see the line. But I, I did, I did, we didn't see, I didn't, at least, I didn't see anything after that um, with regards to how communications to that decision went the the camera of the angle of that goal was down oh right. <laughs> and then the var couldn't the var couldn't make a decision so we're not talking much about it because we want the game but let's say if we needed that goal we would have been bitching about it but what happened was one of the cameras with the best angle of the offside was down. So VAR told the Verissimo, we can make the decision for you or tell you what happened because the camera was down. Then they replaced it. So just to, for you guys to, to know what happened, that was a clean goal, apparently. So, so Steph, let me, let me ask you this really quick. because I was going to bring this up, but since you brought it up now, we'll, 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 mention, we'll talk about it now. In that case, then doesn't the, doesn't the rule state that the benefit of the doubt goes towards the offense. How come we got that yeah. goal disallowed then? Yeah, I agree. But uh, the 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 rules the rule also says that the referee is the 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 one making the last call. So the, his call was offside, and he respected the decision by by the linesman because he goes by what the linesman sees. Because hmm. it's it's not really the referee; it's the linesman. Right, now, right, right. But now we have an extra tool, which is called the VAR. But the VAR, and it's something maybe they never thought about. One of the cameras broke down, the one with the best angle. And the VAR, the, you know, Hugo Miguel, he said it. Epa, não posso tomar a decisão porque daqui não se viu a câmera. People. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny now because we won 5-2. But if we, need, if we needed that goal, it wouldn't be so funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but and then uh, you know, like I said it before, so, uh, Sporting was down to nothing at halftime. I was actually watching my my daughter's uh, ballet recital, 
So I was watching the game on uh, on my phone, and it was pitch dark, and I had to be very, uh, you know, careful, uh, muting the the game and everything. It was kind of funny because people would see me jump, and, and they wouldn't know why. Because every time we scored, I jumped off off the chair, and my wife was like, "Tush maluk, maluka," because she knew she knew I was watching the game. Yeah. So, so I jumped like five times. Go, Karoli! The good thing is everybody around me was, uh, you know, American, so they, they wouldn't understand when I would say Caraglio. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so, we hey, we won 5-2. I was happy. And uh, when the, the recital was over, I came out of there with a big smile on my face. We had the conversation. Great game. Fair. Uh, since you mentioned that, uh, I was I was just at uh, my girlfriend's cousin's uh, child's uh, birthday party, and uh, we were driving back when the first half for the first half took place, and uh, so we watched the second half at her house and uh, with her mom and, and, and everything there. And when Mathieu scored that that banger of a free kick, I thought she was a Spartanista with me because we both looked at each other like, "Oh my God, what a goal!" Anyways, um, let's go into the to the, some of the plays. The first goal, Patrick. I'll throw it off to you. Um, who's at fault for that goal? If anyone's at fault, or was that just a gloss? Because you can debate Renan came off his line way too early. You can debate uh, Mathieu sort of gets lost on, on where the player is going. Uh, how did you see that goal? Um, I think probably just one of those. It happens, yeah. Um, I know that Renan doesn't have um, you know, the biggest support behind him, and it's very easy uh, when a situation like that arises to, to blame the goalkeeper. And he had a situation like that as well. Uh, just last week, um, so it's uh, I don't know. Part of me, part of me, just wants to uh, sweep it under the carpet a little bit and just classify it as something that happens. Um, that's that's really my my take on it. Fair enough. Uh, right, okay, I'm, I thought I was muted for a second. Uh, and then the second goal, uh, Steph, I'll, I'll throw it off to you. Um, it's fair to say Jefferson really let us down there. Um, I'd even question maybe, again, Mathieu again on, on letting the guy sort of in easily. No one was really marking him. But uh, what are your thoughts on, on the second on this now second goal? Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it came from the left wing. That's why Jefferson is to blame. I mean. For sure, can, for sure. You can't be so, so, so passive. He was just ball watching. You know, I mean, you – you're a defender for a reason to stop crosses and to stop plays, and that's and that's why you know, Sportingistas uh, are very smart, and we we saw that you know we've seen that uh, his performances are are not the same as when he used to play back in the days in Studil and so on. Um, he's not the same player as he used to be, and how can we compare? It's easy. We have Acuna. When he plays, no problems on the left wing. When Acuna doesn't play, I Jesus. Yeah. It's like we're biting our nails and I just It's always like that. So, yeah, he's to blame. Of course he's to blame. And uh, the cross from uh, from the player from Nacional to, to his uh, uh, um, play uh, for, to his colleague inside the box was, was perfect. And was Mature at fault? Maybe it was, but you know what? When the cross is that perfect, yeah, goals, goals happen. 
and yeah. uh, national and they won the two hour goal like three or four times and they had 50 percent of chances uh, uh, uh you know inside the goal so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't happen a lot but against sporting it did happen so yeah i would blame jefferson for that one and then after that it's a domino effect um much is to blame too he didn't mark his player real well but don't forget people you know, they're running around and stuff like that, and he just lost them, I think, in, in the middle of the box. That's all. Yeah, fair. And then, of course, you know, with, with Jefferson letting the left wing go, I guess, and Matthew's process was either to block the cross or, or, or you know, stop the guy from, from crossing it in or or to stay back. I think he was sort of lost in two minds. That's why he, mm -hmm. the forward, sort of slipped in easier. Exactly. Um, Patrick, um, our first penalty, um, a bit of controversy. Um, there might be, may not be contact on, on Bazdost's um, trailing leg. What, how did you see that? What do you, what do you think about it? Well, there's one angle that's from behind Dost. It certainly looks like the defender that comes across clips Dost and uh, Dost reacts to that promptly and, and falls to the floor. It's obviously a soft penalty, um, but, you know, in those sorts of positions, if the contact exists and uh, and the ref and the officials verify that, um, then it's a penalty, and that's and that's the, exactly uh, what happened in that in that moment in time. Um, there's probably other shouts for a penalty that were perhaps clear and weren't given uh, further on in the game. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, 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 we'd have to go with the referee on this one. And I, th I think there is contact. It's difficult to see as well. It's one of those. I don't think the the replays are quite sufficient uh, for me at least to, to, to be certain um, but I think there is a, a clip there um, and then it's just a matter of putting yourself in the player's shoes you know uh, is that clip enough to, to, to take you down like uh, it, it did to Doss uh, perhaps it is perhaps it isn't um, but I think I think there is contact there yes yeah I actually I actually agree seeing that angle that you were talking about from the back it does seem as if the um, the national player coming across uh, Baz Dost does get his knee onto uh, onto um, uh, Baz Dost's uh, trailing uh, foot. Steph, I'll throw this one off to you because it is a controversial one. Do you think national player clips uh, Baz Dost there or not? Without a doubt, and uh, you know, mm. and 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 players from uh, every team they need to realize that now there's a VAR. I think that player back in the days would have gone unnoticed. But now there's the VAR. These guys now, you have, it was Ugo Miguel, and I think he has two uh, assistants. Yeah. So, so are you kidding me? You still, you still think you're going to get away with it? Come on. I mean, try to beat him because you did beat him. Don't don't try to push him in the back or clip him with the, your knee or whatever, because they will catch it now. And if they if they don't, shame on them because a lot of players they don't catch it still. Yeah, in do the same way as we we see it at home. And and that's all I gotta say. Yeah, it was a PK. And uh, if somebody if Benficaistas or Portistas or do Nacionalistas or o que Spartan, if they wanna be mad at somebody. Be mad at the defender from Nacional, and that's what that's what I gotta say. Be mad at the player from Nacional. He's the one who did, 
who committed the foul and created a PK. Ah, put it That's it. <laughs> Agreed. And to be honest, I, I, I still think there's more contact in this one than a certain um, dive that took place over the weekend. Anyways, um, second goal after uh, to tie the game up, Jovan Cabral with a beautiful ball through the Baz Dost. Um, some claims that the line um, is a bit behind because Baz Dost is sort of leading his, with his body. Um, Patrick, what, what are your thoughts on the second goal? Or even on, on, on top of that, maybe claims of a foul on the goalie. Um, what, what did you think? In terms of the second goal. Yeah, where um, yeah. well, uh, I think I think Dost is onside um, for the ball that played through, um, and then uh, I think I think the ball's there to be to be played, and Dost plays it. The, uh, the goalie doesn't get enough behind his intervention to stop it. I don't think there's no there's a foul there. Um, I think it's a normal goal, really. Uh, for them after comes sweeping in uh, for the tapping. I I I don't see uh, much wrong of it. I think the the biggest talking point there was is Doss on or off side, and I think he, I think he um, seems to have timed his run just right um, and gone through on goal. So I think, in my opinion, I think it's a, it's valid. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you as well, uh, Steph. I gave Patrick the first penalty. What are your thoughts on the second penalty? Um, oh, actually, sorry. Before I even mention the penalty, of course, I met you as mentioned earlier. Banger of a free kick. Uh, absolutely amazing. So credit to Monsieur Mathieu. Uh, but anyway, Steph, um, what are your thoughts on the second penalty? Is there a shove from behind? Is it a little soft? Um, did we get away with one? What are your thoughts, Steph? Okay, so let, let's let, let's play the game of, oh, it was a soft touch. Let, let's play that game. So you're admitting we, it was a touch. Mm. You just you just questioning if it was soft or hard, am I right? Well, yeah, I'm just I'm basically asking you questions that people have been saying, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm right saying, now. Okay, I'll take the I'm position. Saying, no, Is I'm saying that's that, that's what they they saying on Twitter, right, right, on right. Twitter and Facebook, whatever social media you use. Because how do we interact now in the 21st century? It's social media. Yeah. So we why do we go to to Twitter, Facebook? Mo most of the time now it's Twitter, Instagram, and, and so on. They're the most popular social media. Why? Because we want to see a reaction from people. We want to see, as much as we hate it, sometimes you want to see a reaction from Benfiquistas. You're dying to see it. That's why you jump on Twitter. Because then it makes no sense to have a Twitter account. So you want to see the reaction of certain uh, groups of maybe a specific individual maybe a, sp a specific website uh, account. So then when you see that reaction, you react upon it. And I love, I love these things because it's in intriguing how people can be um, uh, such dreamers and make up a lot of bullshit. Because uh, then they say, ah, a kill for penalty. I thought to go. And then I, tell, uh, then I tell them on Twitter, I don't admit it's to go. To go, but not very forte. So if you're a referee, how the fuck do you know if you just touch him a little bit or if you touch him a lot? You see, they see what they see in a fraction of a second. You see what I mean? So, so the player, when it happens, they see a shove. They don't see the intensity of the shove. 
they see the intention of the shove. And the intention, if you touch that player, then it's a penalty. Don't give me that bullshit of intensity. It was the intention of him. It was to, to make him fall, not get to the ball, not to score against, against you. So, therefore, it's a PK. And then the VAR confirmed it, you know. Don't tell me que agora o Miguel é Sportingista. Don't give me that shit, you know. I mean, we could go back and get several games, and we can see that he's not. So, anyway, yeah, it was a PK. And, again, you want to be mad at somebody? Be mad at the Nacional defender. Again. Agreed. Um, and then, you know, Miguel Luiz um, makes a beautiful run, crosses it into uh, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes headers it. Goalie saves it. Um, but, you know, he, he hustles for the second ball and, and bangs it in. Uh, and that's really how we got to 5-2. Uh, Patrick, simple question. Are, are we deserved winners? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, on, on the balance of things, Nacional had a very promising 30 minutes. And... And they stuck to the way that they were playing in the, in those opening moments as well throughout uh, much of the encounter, which was which is admirable to see. Uh, I think a lot of the times we see teams come up against um, a bigger size and just park the bus essentially and hope to grind out a draw or or a one nil win or whatever. Uh, but let's see now, you know, whatever they were two nil up uh, or drawing two two, you know, they they generally try to play the same way and come for us, which was, um, you know, I, I appreciate that. Um, obviously, Sporting were able to pick holes um, at the other end, but on the balance of things, I think Sporting uh, certainly um, were the better side and um, uh, deserved the victory one way or another. Um, whether, whether it was a 5-2 game or not, um, I don't know. You could always say that on the on the basis that Nacional played so well, they perhaps didn't deserve to to lose five two. But then again, if you flip that and had Sporting missed, let's say two very good opportunities, um, then then you, then essentially you say oh, Sporting were unlucky not to win five two as well. So um, I think w w whatever you get given is what you deserve, and um, what we got was five goals. So we'll take that. We deserve that, and. Um, uh, as I said, on the, on, the, on the scale of things, I think Sporting were the better side and they got what they deserved, which was uh, a 5-2 win. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, all right, Steph, um, uh, before we go into the modalities and, and some of the predictions and the Twitter questions, uh, we had an, a, um, a general assembly take place over the weekend. Um, basically, you know, give you a rundown of, of what happened and uh, your thoughts on that. Well, you know, um, it, it's it's easy to to in a nutshell. They had uh, uh, two 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 of the people uh, being uh, <clears throat> the 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 elections were to suspend two people and no to to um, kick them out two, and then six were being suspended. Correct. Then of co of course the biggest name was uh, Brun Carvalho. So they wanted to. He was uh, suspended by the Comissão, uh, a Comissão do Sporting, uh, which was uh, under Sosa Sintra, 
they they decided to suspend him for one year. And then the sausage, uh, so uh, in, in, in English, sausage would be translated to fans, but not really. Fans paying dues. It's more uh, like, yeah, it's more like partners sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not really partners. Come here, Patrick? Members. Fan base, yeah. Yeah, fan base playing dues. They, they, and we have a, a and I'm going to say it this way, and this is the only time I'll criticize Sporting. Uh, we have a bullshit system. Uh, so if you've been a Sporting, a Sausage Sporting for 20 years, your vote counts like, uh, I don't know the exact number, but for 18 votes. Uh, to me, that's bullshit, you know, because, and then it's only good for the majority of, of the, the Sportingistas that went to that uh, assembly uh, were from Lisbon or Ardores or people living around Lisbon. So if you, I'm only talking about Portugal. I'm not even talking about us in, in, uh, in the United States, in the UK and Canada, because o João, o Pedro e o Zé são do Norte, eles são do Porto, they couldn't, they, they couldn't go towards the assemblies at all. Why? Because it's expensive. It's, it's time-consuming. Uh, you know, it's, it's not doable. Uh, I mean, uh, how many assemblies have, have we had lately? Imagine if they had to go all the time. It would, it would cost a lot of money. So, uh, so the opinion given by 4,000 4, associates, it's not the opinion of the vast majority. Um, I don't think Bruno Carvalho deserved that, okay? They judging him for the last six months, not the last five years. And um, being suspended for one year for what? Because they blaming him for the academy? Nothing has been proven, uh, you know. So it was too harsh. I didn't like it. I voted for Bruno Carvalho. Um, the, the the second term because the, the first term I, I was not still associated with Sporting, uh, and uh, I didn't like what happened. Uh, I was a supporter of Bruno Carvalho, but then I'm so, uh, me my Sporting comes first than anybody, so I was willing and I am and I did move on because that's the way we should be. You support a club, your club. You don't support individuals. Again, and I've said it again, even if some followers don't like to listen to this, you know, if they don't agree with me, that's fine. That's why we call it a democracy. But I don't, uh, I, I, I like to move on. It happened, it happened. I support uh, Sporting Club Portugal. I, I don't support any individuals. Me, I would have preferred that the associates de Lisboa, because let's be realistic, they were only from Lisboa, maybe a couple from the north, but not a vast majority. They voted to kick him out, and I and I am, and I was, and I will be always against that. I don't think he deserved that. He did a lot of good for Sporting Club Portugal. Bruno Carvalho didn't deserve that. I don't know what they're afraid of. You know, what's his, why suspend him for a year? I have no clue. And then everybody else that also went up for for the uh, the mercy at the. Uh, Associates, they all got the, the uh, six got suspended and two got uh, got kicked out of the club. Elsa Judas got kicked out and Utrindad got kicked out of the club. Meaning that that's it, they're done with Sporting. And then uh, the other six got suspended. 
with that said, basically, they still have uh, cases going on. They could go to the uh, tribunal in bail. And if they cancel the uh, destitution of the 23rd of June, this could, all of this could go back again. And, but it wouldn't be good for Spartan. It, 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 would, it would put us in a big, dark spiral, big hole, dark hole. So, and we're regaining our momentum. We, we're regaining our composure. So, Assemblée de Kabul, let the dust settle down. But now you could see that our sporting is very divided. You have, you basically have two groups, uh, like very extremist on one side, very extremist on one side, and then you have a middle group like us that we stuck in between. That all we want is the best for our sporting club Portugal, because some sportingistas, and we want our club to move on. And we're not interested in 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 uh, like these dark ages politics that makes no sense to me. I mean, I do sympathize with BDC, but I don't want to let go of it. There's no need of 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 going in depth, and we could go hours talking about this. Uh, and then, but there's 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 fans that actually stick with Brunkerwald forever and ever until until he dies, and I guess that's that's on them. And there's other ones that will defend, you know, on their own way the, the opposition of Brunkerwald. Me personally, I think you should just take a deep breath, apoio to o Sporting Clube Portugal, vai para frente, and but. This also was a perfect opportunity for Varandas to say, "No precisa de eleições, não vamos suspender ninguém, fica tudo como está." He could have done that too. Yeah, could, maybe wait more for. That's um, that. That would have been put the sporting kids together. He had a golden opportunity. I think so too. Um na mesa dizer assim, vamos acabar com esta merda. Não é preciso nada disto. Fica assim. Bruno Carvalho é sócio de Sporting. Elsa, toda a gente é slish, está tudo fixe. But I don't know why he didn't do that. Maybe he was getting pressure from different people, at, you know, yeah. groups. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would have done, me personally. And that's it. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And uh, and well said, Steph. I think we can uh, we can leave it there. Um, quickly, we'll go on to Twitter questions before uh, Steph hits us with the modalidad, and then. Um, predictions and then we'll call it a, a podcast um just the uh huh, damn just the two questions one of them we, we sort of already answered but um i'll uh what uh, john lyon on, on twitter it's john o lyon uh he asks what's your opinion on miguel luis um as we said throughout the podcast we, we think he's a he's a very talented player and could be a solution for for um our current injury crisis uh can any other kid come and have the opportunity before going to the market um yeah, like like we mentioned throughout the podcast, we think Bruno Page is is a nice fit with Miguel Luiz. I I I personally loved Bruno Page uh, playing against Vorskla. Really good on the ball, um, good passing ability, um, good attacking uh, presence. Um, Patrick, I'll ask this next question to you. It comes from Lex underscore Portugal on Twitter. Uh, do you think we have to buy players for the defense? Um, He's he's thinking more about now uh, squad depth with uh, Europa League and the league. Um, so what do you think? Do you think uh, a player or two is needed in in defense? 
Um, well, if we go left to right, I think Acuna is um, a very solid player. I think we, we can afford to give him a bit of time to adjust you know, the right levels of aggression and um, how to be smart with things at the back. Um, but I think he's a player who covers us pretty well in that left-back spot. Perhaps we could use with use a, a an appropriate backup for him uh, should he ever be out like he was this weekend. I think a lot of us... Um, wouldn't mind seeing the back of Jefferson uh, in January, and we're not re- we're not really sure what's going on with Lamar Eva, who is a player, in my opinion, who whenever he's come in, um, he's not done too badly. Um, uh, you know, to be a backup left back, he doesn't look too bad. But obviously, um, there's a number of managers now that don't seem to fancy him, um, and perhaps Sporting should be looking at someone who. Um, uh, is a better fit to cover for someone like Acuna whenever he, he's not available. Um, I think in the middle, I think we're, we're, we're okay. I think once Coates recovers his form, um, Mathieu's uh, 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 picking up his, um, uh, we'll, we'll have a very solid um, uh, duo again. Uh, the right-backs, uh, perhaps both of them look like backups rather than starters. So, uh, as I said, we could perhaps uh, let one go and, and see how Thierry Correa does uh, and how he evolves in the first team, or we could go into the market and and look for, for one ourselves. I think perhaps um, the flanks, the full-backs, are, they're our weakness. So if if there's an area uh, to improve upon in the defence, I think that those are the two um, areas to look at. But I don't think we need much anyway. I think our defence... Uh, with time, it will, it will begin to gel together under the new manager and, and um, you know, pick up his ways and, and solidify itself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, all right, Steph, no more Twitter questions. We just actually had a mention from, from Zep Pereira, actually. Um, currently, usually listens, but today he's not. He says he's off to a movie. Um, after work to watch They Shall Not Grow Old documentary. So, Zeph, if you're listening to this later on, I hope it's a sick movie, man. Uh, if it is, let me know, and I'll probably watch it later on, too. Um, Steph, Mudalidades, if you may, please. Yes, of course. Uh, really fast, Frederick Verandas also had uh, our president uh, at great interview on the Sporting TV, uh, which was because he, uh, he's been in uh, as the president for 100 days. So if you guys have the time to, uh, to read it, you can go to the major Portuguese papers. They uh, actually did a pretty good job. Uh, I don't usually follow uh, their newspapers, but this time uh, they were okay. I'm not going to say they were excellent because they're always biased when it comes to sporting. Um, but they did a pretty good job. And Sporting Journal, Journal Sporting also did a pretty good job. So some great questions he was put on the spot. So check out the interview. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole interview because it would take a couple hours. Uh, but good, some good stuff. He talks about some some replacing the turf on the, on the academy, which it's, it's been there for 15 years. He talks about the, 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 the female team. He talks about some... Some more female uh, team modalidades that will come up next year in and ball and so on. So some really good stuff. Uh, it looks like he's going to really, really concentrate and put all his effort into the youth 
in the academy again, like we've we we known across the world. Uh, when they talk about the uh, Futebol the youth, they usually talk about who Ajax or Sporting Portugal. So he wants that brand name to go to go deep into uh, the four corners of, of the world. Um, and also, last but not least, he, he promised that uh, by next year we will have uh, electronic uh, voting. So that's good. Maybe I'll be able to go to a filial to Sporting Los Leões in Newark. It's a little bit of a hike. It's like, uh, a couple hours for me. But I would, I would make the effort to drive all the way down there and vote if they have it electronically. Um, so we'll see how it's how it's going to play out, if it's going to be maybe online. I mean, I don't see why not they couldn't do it online if you have Cartan Socio and you have a, your unique number, your date of birth. When, why couldn't you do it from home? That would be great. So we'll, we'll see. He promised that. And now, without any further delay, so let's talk about the modalidades. Uh, our juniors, for the first time in our history, we lost against the COVID Piedad, or nothing. So the coaches Valencia, he's not doing a great job with the junior team, with the under 19, and he's been highly criticized about that. I don't think he's going to last too long. The Juvenis, they gulearon Lourdes, 6 nothing. Then we had um, Iniciates. They won against Cover de Pirad away 2 1 uh, during point game because Cover de Pirad was in first place and we regained the first place in the second phase of uh, the U15 Iniciates. Um, then uh, we had. Uh, <clears throat> There's a whole bunch of... Uh, then we had the football feminino, our ladies. They went to uh, A dos Francos, and we won 4 nothing. Goals from Ana Capeta, twice. Then uh, our centre-back, Nevena Demjanovic, scored one goal. And our uh, Solange Carvalhas, which is... She's very active on Twitter. She's called the last goal. So we're still trailing behind uh, Sporting Braga by five points. But we redeemed ourselves from the last uh, defeat against Braga. Uh, then our B team, they won 21 nothing against CP Peg. That's an amazing scoreline. Our the ladies' junior team, they won one nothing against CF Befica. It's not the Sporting Lisboa, it's the Casa Befica, so it's different. Uh, Juvenis uh, ladies, they won 12 nothing against Athletic Malveira. Uh, and then Infantis, uh, they lost 5 nothing, uh, But, you know, uh, they're they still uh, in a small little steps. Futsal, we, we went to Belang and we won uh, 6-1. Uh, amazing game. I watched it on TV. Uh, very entertaining game. I don't know if you guys saw the goal from Eric. Yeah, it was a banger. Oh, my God. They what were a just, banger. They were just talking about it on the, on the, on the, on the chat. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that, yeah. too. Yeah. So, and thank you for listening, guys, on the chat. I appreciate that and uh, for interacting with us. We appreciate that very much, and I would like to see you guys as a guest in our podcast. Um, but, you know, we, the goals were scored by Alex, Cardinal, Juan Marques, Diego Cavinato, and uh, Eric Mendoza. Uh, so we're still in second place, uh, but as you know, that's a, a playoff 
Um, so once we finish the national, the uh, the regular season, then we're going to play off. So it's not a big deal to be in second place, even though us Portuguese, we always like to be in first place, of course. Um, so then we, uh, our ladies in futsal, uh, we lost in uh, in penalties, uh, seven to six against Santa Lucia for the fourth round of the Tasa Portugal. So bad news, we out of it. Uh, and ball, we won, uh, uh, we won uh, 30, 38 to 24 uh, against uh, Boa Hora. A great game. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but he was uh, playing for free on the record. Did you guys notice that? No, I didn't notice that. You, you have to. Sometimes you have to surf around and you'll be like, oh, fuck. And that's what happens. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the game is for free on record. And it said Sporting TV. I, I think it's uh, some kind of a nice gesture from Sporting for, for the Christmas season. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And they let him play on uh, on record and uh, the whole game. And and, and I watched uh, Bullwater Sporting, you know, uh, Sporting, Sporting the Horta for free. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. I loved it. Uh, so, because here in the U.S. to get those kind of games, it's extremely difficult. Yeah, it's tough here too, man. Fuck. Yeah. And then uh, Okin Patins, uh, we won Seis Tres against Juventud uh, Vienna. And again, again, this game was for free on Vienna TV on YouTube. It wasn't the great, the greatest stream, but it was still a, a good game to watch. Juventud uh, Vienna, they were up at one point three two. Then, then we tied three three, or vice versa, and then we end up. Scoring three goals like in the last five minutes of the game, but what a crazy game, tough game. So, but well done by Campeon Nacional, Sporting Club Portugal. We won, we're still in first place, three points ahead. Uh, Obefica, that's a merda. So, good. Uh, then, volleyball, we won against Castel de Maia, uh, three sets to nothing. Vincent's a set, uh, 25 17, 25 16, and 25 to 20. So, good, good by our guys. And we're still in first place as well. Uh, volleyball ladies, we won 3 nothing against Santo so for the Portuguese Cup. And then the next day, we played against them again. When we a tougher game, we play. We still won 3-2 for the 14th round of uh, the Portuguese Championship of the second division. They're still in the second division. They're working their way up. They were champions of Portugal in the third division. They went up to the second division. They got promoted. And this year, they're looking good to move up to the first division. Judo, we became champions of Europe. So congratulations to our uh, judo team uh, by clubs, Campeões uh, Europeus. So they gave us another European title. Um, and then we became champion of rugby, uh, our ladies. They won uh, against uh, the Spanish team, uh, uh, Iberica Cup number two. We won that. And uh, they won um, uh, 26 to 8 against Olimpico de Pozuela from Madrid, Tassiberica. So that's another international title for our ladies. And uh, last but not least, uh, our Denise de Meza, they won 4 nothing. Uh, the guys and the ladies. Uh, and that's all I got for you guys. It was a long list, but uh, you can check them uh, all out at uh, Sporting. That PT, uh, uh, it's all in there. That's it, Danny. All right. Thank you very much, Steph.
Um, and you know, shout out to all of uh, all of the modalidades of sporting. Um, last to, to finish off the the uh, podcast, I was debating on whether we should do Riwav predictions. My only thing with Riwav is because it's Tasa Portugal. I don't think we're gonna. We don't necessarily know how Kaiser's gonna approach it. Whether he'll rotate the team a lot, whether he'll start our best players. So I think it's best we leave it off um, and predict the Guimarães game. But quick uh, note on, on Riwav. I'm not too sure about in the UK. I'm assuming so, actually. RTP uh, International should be, uh, you know, international. So um, if you have RTP International, it, uh, the game will be playing on there. Um, so to all of my Canadians with a Rogers box or a Bell box and to everybody in the States, in the UK, however you guys get your television, um, you guys don't have to find the stream. You will get the game there, apparently, at least. Um, and yeah, Dimenej, um, Quates won't play due to a yellow card accumulation. But uh, Patrick, um, it's going to be a, an important weekend for all the big three. Benfica goes to, uh, or Benfica receives Braga. I'm actually not too sure. Do you know, Steph, if, it's, if they receive or go there? Hey. Yeah. Oh, it's at Benfica. Okay, so Benfica receive Braga and then Porto go to Vila de Conde. In Riwav. Um, so, uh, what's your predictions for Guimarães, basically, Patrick? Um, it's a tricky one because also Guimarães are a very good team and playing some decent football and a decent manager. Um, away from home as well. It's never easy. it's never been uh, too easy for Sporting. Um, that. I think you, if Sporting get something out of it. Most likely, it'll be a tight one. So, I'm going to go for the 2-1 win. 2-1. Steph, how about you? I think it's going to be like a 4-2 win. Uh, but I'm going to give my prediction for Riwav. Even you said you don't want to. I still will. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think uh, against Riwav, it'll be 3 nothing. And 4-2 uh, sure. in, in Guimarães. I don't know. 4-2 in Guimarães. Uh, Acuna, yeah, I, Acuna will be playing, right? For sure, yeah. He's back yeah. from his suspension. So the only it's just one no quad, no quad, and doing good. And then you know everything else should remain the same, barring uh, an injury to, uh, on Wednesday against Riwav. So, oh, you know, you know, there's one thing that, that I wanted to ask you, and I'll ask the question this time. Uh, what's Go going ahead. on? What's going on with Lumone? I I haven't received any news on him to be honest, so I have no idea. That's something that's puzzling me. What happened to that guy? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe um, I don't know. Kaiser hasn't hasn't fancied him much. I mean, Pizzo didn't either. Uh, I don't know if it's one of the things that Kaiser doesn't want to uh, maybe push Lumor, um, seeing as he hasn't played too much uh, this year. So. Maybe he, he's just going with Jefferson because he's more of an experienced player. And typically, Jefferson only plays when he has to. Um, under Kaiser, at least it's been like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I, I really like Lumor. So, um, if he's not going to get any burn, I hope that I hope that they loan him out, uh, whether that's back to Portimonis, um, to another team in Portugal, to a, a different league. Uh, I just I I really hope they they loan him out to to playing some some top flight football really. Uh just really quick, Sr. José Costa. He said uh, cinco Riwav e cinco Guimarães. <laughs> also, Hugo Barbosa also says Guimarães three, Sporting eight. 
Kaiser, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, anyways, to end off the podcast, I'm gonna go with a uh, uh, a four-one win. Um, definitely will be goals. Uh, anyways, guys, did you right, see the ahead, one? Uh, did you see the one from uh, the real? Uh, epa, I don't know if you know the real Alfred Frankensky. Is it that? I said, think Alpha Kirkinski. He said 15 nothing. 15-0. <laughs> I love my people. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, thanks for interacting with us. Thanks for listening yet again. Patrick, Steph, as always, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, guys, if you haven't followed the new Twitter page, please do. It's Spartan160 underscore E-N. Um, Ah, this is Rui Chaves. Pois é, Rui Chaves de Twitter. Shout out Rui Chaves. Shout out Hugo Barbosa. Shout out José Costa Jorge. Our Aussie Puga. Zé, for sure. For sure. And everybody else that, that, that's going to listen to this later on and been in and out of the, of the podcast today. Shout out to all of you guys. Thank you for joining us for another great podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. And, um, and yeah, good day, mate, from Australia. And uh, viva Sporting, guys. And uh, much love to our followers. Thank you so much.